in the <laughs> Okay, we're going live, all right? Mm. Hello, everyone. Uh, Blake Grisham here with the uh, Department of Natural Resources Management at Texas Tech. I'm the host for this week of Wildlife Semi-Filtered, uh, our special guest are the TTU uh, student officers. Micah Rainey, Olivia Gray, Price Clayton, Brandon Segraves, and Abraham Garcia. Um, first of all, before we begin, I would like to uh, demonstrate our new and improved website that uh, Rita Fry built for us this time last year. Uh, the website is ttutws.org, uh, and it'll take you to our webpage here with our logo um, about what we do, our, our membership, uh, our emphasis on build um, experience, as well as uh, time and information pertaining to our um, meetings. Uh, if you click up here, you'll have home about us, member spotlight. Um, you, um, we have a newsletter archive from, from the past, and then we have this handy donate button. Uh, which is useful for all of our uh, activities, camping, uh, Texas chapter, hey, Ryan, study meeting. Hey, we can My message. <laughs> and that's Robert, everyone. So uh, keep in mind the uh, the donation button. Um, and yes, I know it's all in our second stream, but we already are hitting up for money because it costs a lot of money to do this kind of stuff. So um, let's get started with our um, our membership and our student officers. Uh, what we have here is we have uh, Micah Rainey, uh, Price Clayton, Olivia is kind of sort of moving. Brandon is this silhouette that you see here behind, or that's kind of black right. amongst the, uh, the, uh, the, Wyoming mountains, and then Abraham is not silhouetted against his bedroom. So, uh, Micah, you are our president. Tell us about yourself. I was muted myself, and now I'm unmuted. So, a little bit about myself. I'm graduating in May. Don't get to walk the stage, so I get to do a virtual graduation with everybody else, which is going to be really cool. Um, I've been here at Texas Tech for three years. Get to graduate in May again. That's really exciting. Hopefully, after this, I'll end up in grad school, assuming my uh, potential PI likes me enough to actually follow through once I submit my graduate application. And I'm excited to see where the future takes me. I'm very interested in wildlife research, wildlife biology, that kind of thing. So, I don't know. Very passionate about this. Uh, Dr. Tomachek just joined the stream. Like I know, I saw. this <laughs> a uh, formal interview of sorts. Um, so, Micah, where are you originally from? Uh, I'm from Stephenville, Texas, so grew up in the area, kind of running around chasing bald white quail, pig, doing all the general farm stuff and that kind of thing as well. Um, just grew up, got really interested in wildlife through the Texas Brigade programs actually, so highly recommend if you haven't heard of that, you should absolutely check that out. Um, so that's what got me started and made me go, hey, wildlife biology can be a job, I can actually do this stuff for a living, so here I am, graduating with my degree, actually trying to make a living out of this crazy world, so I'm excited about that as well, so. 
So why not? Uh, why do you pick Texas Tech over uh, Tarleton, your local uh, very? Well, I wanted to grow up for the first thing, and then also <laughs> Texas Tech offered me more money than any other university, and I appreciated the scholarship program, and also appreciated the wildlife program here as well. So very good. And uh, once again, you said you did the uh, Texas Brigades. Yes. Was that the Bobwhite Brigade, or all of them, or? Buckskin Brigade? Um, so, Rolling Plains, Bobwhite, the Waterfall Brigade, and South Texas Buckskin. Hey, while we're on the horn here, if you check the chat, uh, Dr. Lalo Gonzalez at Soros just announced that looking for graduate students working on pronghorn. So, with that segue, Olivia Gray, tell us about you. <laughs> Tell us more. What? <laughs> We're usually streaming, guys. Go easy on us. <laughs> I, y'all, like, are very jumbled. Are you hardwired right now? Or are you using Wi-Fi? I'm using my laptop. Okay. So your interview for grad school is going swell right now. By the way, it's um, amazing. Technical difficulties exist. Olivia, uh, when you get back to us, we'll swing back to you, okay? Let us know when your uh, your internet becomes more stable. That said, Price Clayton, okay. I know you are looking for grad positions, and I highly yes. recommend you. Um, so tell us about yourself, Price. So I'm from San Marcos, Texas. Uh, I actually had no knowledge or awareness of wildlife or anything like that until uh, two and a half year, years ago or so. Uh, I originally came to Texas Tech to pursue engineering. Uh, I, like many people, had a horrible time. I actually left school for a semester. I eventually came back uh, and found out that we had a really, really good wildlife program. So I came here. I, uh, I'm about to graduate in December uh, with con uh, concentration in conservation science. Uh, I'm really interested in restoration and bioecology and all that good stuff because it's cool. And uh, yeah, and I'm the treasurer, and I handle all the money. Very good. So um, beyond handling the money, what does that actually mean for you on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, being treasurer? Yeah, being treasurer. So I, especially earlier in the semester and in the year, I was dealing a lot with uh, designing t-shirts and handling uh, getting purchases in for when we bought some banners uh, for whenever we were tabling, doing events like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, whenever we went to well, the meeting, the Texas chapter of Wildlife Society, I helped pay for hotel rooms, make sure that everyone had you know somewhere to sleep, which is great, uh, and just making sure that people, uh, speakers that come in get reimbursed if they want to, uh, if we are paying for the gas or for a hotel or anything like that. Very good. And uh, our goal with TTU TWS, ours being Dr. Conway and I, was to wean the students off of SGA money because they're kind of a nightmare to deal with. And on average, for those who are viewing, uh, on an, basically an annual basis to run the, uh, the Wildlife Society at Texas Tech the way that we do with camping trips and capture opportunities and more importantly, attending uh, the state SRM meeting and the state Texas chapter of Wildlife Society meeting, it costs about ten dollars to $13,000 a year. Uh, so price handles every bit of those dollars in and out. 
Um, and that's a lot of money for an undergrad to have their hands on. Uh, so that's my way of saying he's extremely reliable because when you have a, uh, a box full of bills, there's been people in the past who have kept that box in the back of their car, which is the reason that this is receding and I have high <laughs> blood pressure. Um, but Price has done a remarkable job at being the treasurer this year. And I think after all said and done, we're again in the, we're in the, the black again this year with everything. So that's our way of saying thank you for everyone to donating. Most of our money comes from alumni, both new and old. So we appreciate everything. Uh, that said, uh, Brandon, um, silhouetted Brandon in, I, I, is that Wyoming? It looks kind of dirty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's one of the beautiful things you've ever seen. Is, it, is this your 30 minutes of spring right now? Is this my 30 minutes of spring? Six degrees and eight inches of snow on the weekend. So. Oh, very nice. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Brandon, uh, so what made you come to tech all the way from that desolate, horrible-looking place behind you? <laughs> So uh, I toured uh, the only university we have, University of Wyoming, out here. And, you know, it has a beautiful campus, um, and there's a bunch of wildlife on it. But when I came to Texas Tech and met the faculty and stuff, it was just a big difference. I felt a lot, if, even though it was a way bigger campus, um, he had that more personal connection that they, they really wanted to get to know you. Um, and that was a big thing. Um, that one the scholarships, I got it to about the same price as in-state here. Um, so I ended up just going ahead and choosing Texas Tech for that. Um, and I have yet to regret my decision. Very good. And in the past, you've worked numerous field jobs, right? You, you have, and you have an internship lined up this year in Wyoming as well, correct? I have, yes. Yeah. So uh, last summer I worked for Wyoming Game and Fish Department um, in an area called Ocean Lake, Wyoming. Mm -hmm. Um, we were out there. I was a pheasant management habitat or habitat technician. Mm -hmm. um, so I did nothing but habitat work, irrigation, stuff like that. And then this year, I was uh, blessed enough to get another opportunity um, to work in joint with uh, Water for Wildlife, which is a local uh, water or wildlife foundation here in town, along with Game and Fish. Um, so it's one week on, one week on with each agency. So, so who's, who's yelling into their microphone? There's a dog in the back. There's a dog. It's oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> so Brandon, repeat that last time. That, that last time. Uh, so each week I'll be switching off between water for wildlife and game and fish and getting to work with it within many departments within uh, game and fish and stuff. So very good. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, could be lots of different things this summer. And what is your actual position within TTUTWS? I'm the outreach coordinator. So what does that entail? Tell us about it. So outreach coordinator, I absolutely love this position. Um, it involves uh, contacting speakers um, for our members uh, to hear. So it's a really great way to get your name out there, get my name out there, um, and also get the club's name out there. Because mm -hmm. um, we get to bring in people like Dr. Tomachek and stuff to come out. Um, and then that hooks up other opportunities for us in the future. Um, so this is a great opportunity that I really liked. Along with this, we also do events uh, such as getting our youth hunting or helping with youth hunting opportunities and stuff like that. Um, so I really enjoyed this position and getting to meet all the new people. Very nice. Abraham, it's your turn. And I'll introduce Abraham as our only non-NRM TTU-TWS officer. And that is great. We're, we're lucky to have you, Abraham. So tell us about you, yourself and what your plans are for your life. And why did you choose the Wildlife Society? 
So I'm a senior. Uh, I'm graduating this December. Um, I'm a political science major and communication studies major. And I just grew up with a ball life. I didn't know like NRM was a thing until like last year. And that's why I joined the org. Just because. Well, how did you uh, how did you find us on campus? Uh, I saw a flyer. Oh, very nice. Just just on the wall and like went to a meeting. Uh-huh. Saw yeah. some owls. I, I loved it. So I just oh, that was there. the meeting with the uh, the uh, the wildlife rehab center here in, in town with Gail and the crew. They're always yeah. a favorite. That's awesome. The more live animals we have at those meetings, the more we are to more people we get. Uh, so Abraham, what's your uh, position within TTU TWS? So I'm the media chair. So basically, I just take pictures of our meetings, any events, uh, make the flyers, put them on our social media, and I also make the newsletters. Very nice. All right, Olivia, are you with us again? Yeah, can you hear me? I barely. You are kind of spotted, but you're the vice president. Okay, right? I'll talk louder. Go for it. Yes. Um, so I'm the vice president. So my goal is to make Micah's life easier. Um, I also did the whole game dinner. So this year we had a game dinner committee, which was really helpful. Um, we raised, we're just keeping raising more money every single year that we've done this game dinner. So that's really, it's really awesome for the club. And it's uh, great for alumni to come back and kind of see what we've been up to, what we've been doing. Um, so that's what I do in the fall, and then in the spring, pretty much I was doing the kickbox or the kickball game, but that got canceled because you know <laughs> because of the whole pandemic. <laughs> but we had a lot of people interested in that, so that was good. Um, but yeah. So our our annual game dinner is in October, and it's actual our uh, uh, our biggest fundraiser. Um, and in the past, it's been uh the job responsibility of the vice president to do that and olivia did a great job this year uh tell us about uh some of the the things that you have done in nrm and as a student with ttu tws while you've yeah. been there and she locked up yeah so <laughs> i have you hear me no yes <laughs> okay Okay, um, so I started off as an environmental engineering major, and I was in that my whole freshman year and decided that that was not for me. So that's when I got involved in um, natural resources management, and then I didn't really get involved in, with the club until my junior year. Um, but with the club, I've been able to go on a coyote capture with Dr. Tomachek and Dr. Grisham, which Dr. Grisham talked about last week, which was really cool. Um, I've done deer captures, we've done prairie chicken captures, so we've been able to do so much with this club that has really helped me um, with my resume and just having those experience to kind of figure out what I want to do in grad school um, or just in the future with jobs. Very nice. Uh, Lalo, I am working on the the audio settings here. So clicky, clicky, click. I'm sorry. Um, It's for Micah because she can't hear anything anymore. Sorry, I'm deaf. It happened, man. It happened to all of us at the end of our lives anyway, so I just got a little early. Okay, so these are our officers, and they have served uh, TTU TWS to the best of their capacity this uh, academic year, and I applaud you guys for all of your efforts. Uh, You guys have been a great crew. 
uh, you guys officially stepped down at the end of April, correct? Yes. And that segue, uh, Micah, do you want to announce our new officers this year? Yeah, so uh, our officer election wrapped up this Wednesday. I officially sent out the email that night and got it officially announced. have everything on a card here, so I'm just going to read it all. Uh, should I start from the top down or from the bottom up? Your choice, Madam President. Uh, I'm starting from the top down then because that's how I've written on here. Okay. So our new president that will be taking over our position is Sophie Morris. So she's been heavily involved throughout the club. She's, been work she's actually worked a lot with Olivia on the game dinner stuff and that kind of thing. Um, she is made it really excited to see how she goes and succeed in the position. Um, so our, for our vice president, our new one is going to be Brandon Sagres. There he is down there at the silhouette. Yeah, I don't know if I'm pointing the right way. Yeah. <laughs> so he's done a great job as outreach coordinator. I'm excited to see how he'll do as vice president. It'll be Olivia's job to teach him all the secrets and all the ways of getting things done because they're both pretty good officers. Uh, our new secretary will be Lainey Taylor. She joined us as a freshman this year, has been pretty involved in the club. I think she went on a camping trip and that kind of thing as well. So we're excited to have her involved. Our new treasurer is going to be Justin Dalsey. So we're very excited to have him. I actually had the opportunity to go with him on a trip through the uh, cycle conference down in Austin this November. I got to know him really well, so I'm excited um, to see what he does in the position. Our new media chair is going to be Peyton Hess, who again is another freshman that's been pretty active and involved and excited about the position. Our new outreach coordinator is going to be Joanna Thies. And our new ad council uh, representative is Quentin Carbon. So I probably butchered the last name. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's um, uh, good. Congratulations to everyone and welcome to the shit show. Uh, Sophie and uh, Brandon. Uh, you're going to learn about the email capacity of myself, Dr. Connolly, and Dr. Colden, which can exceed up to 400 emails a day, okay? Uh, so check your damn emails for us, all right, because that's how we communicate with you guys. Um, so congratulations to all of our new officers. Uh, we look forward to actually seeing you uh, and working with you over the next coming years. You have some really big shoes to fill. Uh, this cohort and, you know, the previous five cohorts, have listened to what Conway and I have been saying about developing a culture of a family, and we are on a hot streak. And I think we're the only uh, uh, TWS chapter to have a stream right now. Now we wouldn't see everyone else, and would gladly help all the other chapters around the state help do something like this. But uh, I I'm thankful for all of our officers and everything they've done this year at uh, getting us one step ahead of the competition on absolutely everything. So congratulations, guys. Well-deserved. Um, Micah, we got one more bit of business uh, before we start playing note cards, which is a poorly developed game that I'm going to make up on the fly like I do my lectures. Uh, will you demonstrate to our viewers what our newest uh, swag is? Well, I just got this in the mail today. It is pretty lit. This fancy shimancy little hat right here uh -huh. looks pretty sick. Dr. Conway said it was off to the side and off center. That's how it's supposed to be, guys. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's pretty well, I reckon. I mean, it's a hat. It's it a good like lid. That looks like a Richardson 112, which is the fancy model that everyone likes these days. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And uh, Conway, we have to get the geology department out here to age Conway, so don't take his uh, comments to, uh, <laughs> to heart when it comes to personal... Uh, uh, fashion. I mean, if it was a plaid and sit up on his hat real tall like Les Miles, maybe, but uh, everything else. Uh, 
um, ignore. Uh, I love the hat. Uh, I don't know how we're going to sell them just yet because I don't want to place orders and have Micah selling hats out of our uh, home office for the next three or four weeks. Uh, the last time I screwed up and did that, like I posted on Facebook one day, like, hey, we have all this swag. I think Micah spent the next 72 hours. Um, selling t-shirts and hats. And like, we made, like, it just blew up. I could not even go to sleep without my phone just going off. It was insane. Thank you all for your support, but also we learned a lot. <laughs> uh, Dr. Don, John Tomachek wants to know how does one score one of those, and uh, as acting TWS president, one will be gifted to you, John. Uh, as for everyone else, they're, you know, $75. How much does that cost? Oh, okay. Um, we don't know yet. Uh, 20, 25 bucks. We're going to jack up the price, price gouge a little bit because uh, we want to attend the national meeting if it actually happens in October and compete in Quiz Bowl. That's our goal this year is to become, we actually started attending the national TWS uh, meeting uh, on an annual basis, which if TWS at the state level and all these other things cost us 10 to 13,000, we're looking at a $20,000 budget. So we're going to price gouge a shit out of these things, uh, but they're pretty awesome. So uh, John, one's coming your way, everyone else pay up, you suckers. Okay. Um, that said, it's time for note cards. Okay. Everyone has their handy dandy note cards. Yes. And a note card, you need a writing utensil. Wyoming. This is called a pen. Oh. This is a note card. It's modern technology. Oh. I, all I have is deer hide and ink. All right. Okay. I'll work. It might take you a little while. So. Find me the ink. Don't worry about it. You don't okay. want to know. <laughs> did, you, did you milk that squid yourself? I did. All right. So. It's very talented. What we're going to do is I'm going to ask you a question. And then you're going to put your answer on the note card and hold it up for everyone to use. So we did a little trial run, and you can, it actually works if you write normally. It comes back around, and then you should have seen our pre-show uh, audio-visual testing. It was horrible. Um, but what we're going to do now is we're going to put this uh, to play all this planning into a fun game of note cards, okay? The answers can be serious. They can be not serious. They can be whatever they want, okay? So, that said, question number one, what is your favorite thing about being a member of the Wildlife Society at Texas Tech? That's students, that's doctor writing, only the other doctors will get it. Wrangling prairie chickens. Captures, where are you capturing, Olivia? Poor Wi-Fi? What am I? Where? Meeting new people, members. Where am I? What captures are you what? talking about? All of them. What was your favorite? Um, probably the coyote. The coyote capture, that was pretty legit. And uh, as a segue, yeah. uh, Dr. John Tomich yeah. will be a guest here in a bit. Maybe we can get him to get approval to talk about it. Let's say, so Price, you had wrangling prairie chickens. How did you actually wrangle them? Uh, we waited until they walked into a funnel trap because they don't know how to figure out how to run out of them. And <laughs> put them in a pillowcase, put them in line and wrangle them. Very good. Take all your measurements. And if you're Jorge, you squeeze one too tight, forcing me to do this. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Wow. <laughs> For sure. 
Uh, someone last week asked me what was my favorite moment in the field, and I'll tell that story later. The most panic-stricken panic moment I've ever had in the field is when I had 20 students around me, and another professional, uh, Christopher Reste with Playa Lakes Joint Venture, happened to be at that public playa, or that, that public lake that, that day, uh, viewing chickens. And Jorge has never handled an animal. I, I hand it to him. I said, hold it like a cheeseburger. You don't want to squeeze it too tight because it'll make a mess, but you want to know you have a control. And apparently Jorge squeezed the ever-loving shit out of his, out of his cheeseburgers, and this chicken went into cardiac arrest. And, you know, that's a violation. All, this is wildlife semi-filter. This is a violation of all kinds of stuff. So I had to give that damn bird CPR. Um, I had to, like, lay on the ground and pump it her little heart and blow into her mouth. So birds have this really weird uh, cardiovascular system where it takes two breaths to actually circulate through their system. But she lived, and she had chicks. So I have successfully resuscitated a chicken and a mouse, but that's for another time. Okay. Uh, so uh, question two. Um, <laughs> Abraham, you can't answer this because you're not NRM. What was your favorite NRM class and why? Junction 1401, pop dive. Please don't fail me. This is my course because it pays me. I do wildlife pop dynamics as well as NRM 33. And I habitat management. Is that mine or someone else's? That was yours. <laughs> I got two out of three. Well, you got Junction. <laughs> junction what? Scaled Bermuda grass? What does that say, Price? Techniques. <laughs> so, uh, as a little bit of information, we're not sure what the status of techniques is this year. We're still filtering through that. We're going to try our best to have it, but it might be delayed. So, for the kids who are signed up and actually watching, um, hold tight. We're trying our best. Okay. So, what did you like about pop dye, Micah? Wow, still in the middle of it, trying not to fail it. Doing a good job, I think, because I'm really actually enjoying coding for Mark and that kind of thing. I can't believe I'm actually saying that because I've been dreading this class for quite a while, but I'm actually having a lot of fun getting to learn how to work program Mark, figure out what's going on, mm -hmm. learning all the knowledge. I also really enjoyed wildlife techniques. If I'd been in any other class, Considering the circus games that I had going on, I probably would have dropped out, but it was amazing. Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10, no, 13 out of 10, highly recommend both of the classes. They're good. They're good. So, Brandon, what did you enjoy about uh, uh, 1401 in Junction? I think the best part of it was just seeing how different NRM majors are from everybody else because there's a lot of non-NRM majors that take that class too. Uh -huh. um, so when you actually go out to Junction and handle animals, I think it was just kind of crazy to see the different type of people that didn't know what half of them were uh -huh. and they had to ask about what a turtle was. I thought that was kind of cool just to kind of see the difference in people. Um, and actually getting that hand-on experience as a freshman, that's pretty crazy. Very nice. Um, Olivia, you said Habitat. Why is that so special? I don't know. I feel like that class taught me like what we're actually going to be doing in our field more than any other class that I've really taken at Tech. Um, cause we, I mean, you gave us projects where we actually had to, you know, figure out how much of the percentage that we had to burn and how much we had to, you know, put herbicide treatment on. Um, so those were just, I mean, while we didn't get to actually do it, we learned those skills of how to put together a management plan for, um, a ranch or whatever. So that was just, it was a very helpful class, I thought. Very good. 
And then Price, why did you enjoy Technique so much? We can't hear you, Price. Oh no. <laughs> you sure? Yeah, yes. there you go. Okay, cool. Uh, because I love suffering. It's the best. You love suffering. I, I love suffering. It's the so, best. Why did we, make, we didn't make you suffer. Oh no, it was it wasn't that bad. Everyone says, "Oh, it's it's a nightmare. It's horrible." I thought it was fine. Uh, uh, I think it was just really interesting being able to get to see everything that you really do. You get to go out, capture turkeys, like sit in the blind, sit in the truck, wait, wait, and wait, and wait, and wait some more. Uh, and we really don't make you guys wait that long. You get experienced in Oregon what it's really like, and that was just a small oh, yeah. bit. Like, oh, yeah. to capture animals, it can take months to capture. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, doing that and having, uh, being relatively isolated and being like a close-knit group and becoming really good friends, like, now any class that I go to is like, oh, I knew you, 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 you at Junction. And it's like, I know all these people so well. Yep. Uh, and it's just like, the camaraderie that you get from that is just yep. amazing. Yeah. So, you know, all of our employers or our stakeholders who, who want to hire our students, you know, among all students in the state of Texas, there's there's a plethora of really good institutions across the state that provide quality education. But one thing that we really focus on here is soft skills, um, and you know, knowing everyone in the field, um, or, or knowing about them, is a really important uh, concept that Conway and I have been trying to beat into you know, thick skulls for years because. All, in all reality, those university labels don't exist at all. Like I, uh, John always says, we're, we're just one big family, and that's the whole purpose. That's the whole reason that we teach techniques down in Junction is to put 30 kids in a room and torture them. We do kind of torture you um, because you're not used to getting up at 4 a.m. or working until 10 p.m. Where we do that all the time, but you know the difference is we're making a ton of money per hour, and you guys aren't. Um, and uh, you guys learn to hate more than myself, and you know, being a common enemy is is something that we enjoy because you become a family. You're like, hey, screw those guys, and you're like, yeah, I hate that guy too. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you're friends. And then six months later, you're like, hey, we don't hate them that much, just a smidge. And as Megan's saying on the chat, uh, no sleep, uh, including for Warren and myself. You know, you guys are in your twenties. You guys have all kinds of energy. I'm in my thirties. Life's getting pretty tough these days, and Warren's at least 80. I don't I don't know how old he is now, um, but if you ever notice in the back of techniques, he and I switch off and we, we stay in the back, it's because we sleep in between while the other person is lecturing, uh, like power naps. And I think I have like a whole collection of photos of Conway sleeping in his plaid shirt uh, in techniques. Uh, but enjoying watching you guys slowly dive into delirium over the course of two weeks is one of my favorite things, especially when we put an animal in your head and be like, don't hurt it, here's how you work it up ethically. Uh, and, you know, this is our formal invitation for anyone who wants to join us, i.e. a professional, not a student, students have to pay, but professionals want to join us in torturing these students, you're more than welcome to. Dr. Tomachak is, I think we're going to recruit him as a regular. We, we, were, we uh, would like to have everyone. Okay, so uh, note card number three. What, uh, let's make this another NRM specific. What was your single favorite moment as an undergraduate in NRM or Abraham at Texas Tech? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I 
with the club, maybe? Yeah, with the club. Let's just do it with the club, okay? So what was your yeah. single favorite moment? I'm not talking about, I'm like, what was the single point in time? Chicken scratch. Given permission to drive the UTV like I stole it. Oh, I got two of them. Fight me. Yeah. They ran back it up. No goal. Okay. Oh yeah, that was amazing. On the camping trip. Oh, oh wait. I mean, yeah. So I'll, I'll tell the story about Noble Pete because Price. If you're looking for a grad student who's just like a little nimble squirrel, him and Justin Dozzy went up Noble Peak. Like they have like a, a spare. I'll get to that in just a second. That was amazing. Uh, they went Noble Peak, like it was insane. They went straight up. So when you start at Noble Peak, it's like what, seven thousand feet, Abraham, or something like that. And when you what's the peak price, like nine or ten thousand feet? It took those squirrely little ones like two minutes to go up that thing. They're like, oh, it's no big deal. And they went straight up, and uh, myself and. Uh, McClellan and James Ray. Me. Was it you too? And me. Yeah. I yeah. Thought, I thought my lungs were going to explode. But once we got there, you could see all yeah. of Western New Mexico. That was an amazing camping trip. And that was the camping trip where we grilled the cantaloupe. And the orange. And the orange. Do you still have the uh, the the list on your phone? The tier list. I do. Should I go get it? Yeah, I get it so we can read it off to our audience because people okay. are like. Uh, um, so, uh, what was yours, Price? Uh, mine was getting on the crane capture. That was, it's amazing. We didn't capture any birds, but, you know, as an FYI to everyone, Kathy did put out all of her PTTs on cranes. I tell students and techniques all the time when we capture turkeys, I'm like, you are experiencing my experience of sitting here for years and knowing what to do and what not to do. That's why we capture turkeys. Everywhere else, you expect to spend a lot of time messing things up, getting there. And I, what I'm really thankful for the past two years on the crane captures is we didn't capture shit, uh, but Kathy did capture things. And students who persevere and have a good time doing it are the ones who make the best grad students because, in all reality, everything goes wrong in the field. And, and that week, nothing went wrong. Justin got trigger itchy and you know shot early on birds, but he redeemed himself and caught a ton after that. And I've done it too. I've shot early on turkeys. Uh, that's that's a mistake. Those things happen. But happen. But what I appreciate a lot among all the students who went on that capture was, it was cold. We were in the blind. It was fun, and they had a good time. Um, so, Brandon, tell us about your UTV experience with the whitetails. Uh, so when we went to capture whitetails on the East Foundation, they needed another UTV driver. They asked if anybody knew how to drive them, and I was like, well, I do. Um, so it was a super cool experience because I got to lead kind of a team. I, I was in charge of the GPS, and they said, and I've never been to the ranch before, so they said, all right, here's our marked location of where you need to drop them back off at. Go follow the helicopter. And they're like, 
trees that are like three feet and under, just run them over. We don't care. Yeah. And I'm like, sure. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. Just run them over. So, when so yeah, like you did. Exactly. They're just say, just, just drive it. They don't care. Like when, um, they told uh, me, when they told me that I could drive it like I stole it, I'm like, you guys realize I'm from Arkansas. And <laughs> I, I grew up on a four-wheeler. And I could drive that thing sideways. I'm actually a certified UTV or an ATV uh, safety trainer with USGS and a few other places. And getting on one thing is like tingles my redneck DNA. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm about to let this motherfucker go. And well, I sent my filter. So there's the first F bomb of the trip uh, of the uh, thing. Um, it was amazingly fun. That I, I've never experienced so much adrenaline. And then watching the, the professional crew work was amazing while trying to keep keep up. I'm not going to say anything else about it, but Abraham, what did you have when you posted? Uh, Noble Peak. Oh, yeah, okay. We already talked about that. And Micah, yeah. what did you say? Uh, I decided to hold up two of them. So TCT, WS2020, and the Coyote Capture. Okay, so, so active, acting uh, student chapter president, why should all of our students attend TCTWS next year? So... From what I've seen, from every student who managed to go to TCTWS, that's really the point in which you really start to bond with a bunch of your fellow club members and stuff. Again, thrown in a hotel room with three other people, and you're getting to go and date people. It's quite an experience. It's a lot of fun. So if you're going for fun, that's amazing. It also helps you professionally in that um, you really get to learn how to network. You really get to kind of put your training wheels on and really try to go for actually trying to network with people and go to your like a, a professional and introduce yourself and it's a great opportunity for you to figure out kind of get more of an idea of where you want to go in life get to talk to people who've had those experiences and most people who are at TCTWS are very friendly really want to help you succeed so students that take advantage of that are really setting themselves up for career success I also gain a lot of other just like friendships and that kind of thing from TCTWS as well so very good and I encourage all of our uh, current student members to go as well. Um, like I said, we work very hard to offset the cost, but like I preach to you guys all the time in the meetings, I've seen your bar tags. Uh, you can afford registration and going to TCTWS. And what a lot of students don't seem to get is engagement through two-way street. And then where you're at in your career, and even my career, everything you do is an investment into your future. And the more you invest now, the larger the dividends pay off, uh, pay off in the future. So uh, everyone should go and it, we'll find ways to make sure that you go. And next year, I think, where's that next year? Is it, it's in the Houston year? area somewhere? Houston, uh, John, can you chime in? Where's that next year? Houston, thank you. Houston. Uh, very much. Uh, and we'll be there. Uh, and we'll be there to work and participate and have lots of fun. Uh, the Omni Galleria. Uh, we're going. All right. So that's enough for note cards because we spent 40 minutes doing this one thing, which is okay. Uh, now's the time for uh, students versus professor, where this is a game that's made up because I am totally winging this. And what I, uh, uh, what Dr. Carlos Arlalo Gonzalez uh, at Sol Ross has just announced that they have multiple MS positions opening up at Sol Ross. This, uh, this fall, so I encourage you to, to contact Lalo or uh, Dr. French um, or even Dr. Harvison at Soros about those positions. And there's hashtag BRI, uh, Soros, thank you guys for being good partners and good colleagues and good friends. You guys have a good night, Lalo. Um,
Okay, so what we're going to do now is each officer has been tasked with showing their favorite animal to the to the stream, and then we're going to play a game called Students versus Me, where uh, I don't know what they're going to show, but I have to give the taxonomy of the animal, and then we're going to go back and forth with facts until one of us is incorrect. And I hope somebody is good at lying because I'm pretty good at bullshitting, so I'm just going to start making stuff up here as we go. Um, but uh, Megan's going to keep score for us, and the winner gets absolutely nothing other than pride. Okay, so. Micah, you're our president. Go first. I think I should go last, personally. Oh, you want to go last? Okay. Who wants to go first? <laughs> Abraham looks like a candidate. I saw him raise his hand. That's not fair. He's not an NRM major. He's not supposed to know the ins and outs of all of our wildlife. What about Brandon? Brandon, go. All right. Go grab one. Let me see. Yeah, let me go Let's wrestle. Go grab one from your backyard. There. There's one up on that mountain somewhere. Okay, let me see. Hold on. Let me see if I can do this whole sharing screen. Uh, Got this, bud. Oh, geez. I don't, oh, there it is. Okay, hold up. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure it's safe for family stuff, okay, before you just. Like, oh, it is. Okay. Believe me. Oh, uh, hold up. I don't know. Uh, I have a demonstration in my room. If you want me to grab that. You guys are so technology and app. You always you like you like you always make fun of us for not knowing how to do a YouTube video. Oh I'm so terrible. Come on, Wyoming. I okay. I have no idea how to do this. Price I hit you. You're, you're oh, mine. <laughs> I believe in you. Let's see. I'm giving you the brain waves. <laughs> oh jeez. Now it's glitching out. Okay. It's not gonna work. Wait, what if you just acted out the animal? Special <laughs> uh, rules. It's a coyote. I know it is. Oh, it's the coyote. That's why I said I got an example. I just hey, I got one in my room right now. I can show you. You, you have a, an actual coyote in your room. Well, wow. hashtag Wyoming stuff. Well, I mean, I have not a living coyote, but I do have a coyote in my room. Okay, so Kingdom Pylon class order family genus species as a coyote. Uh, Kingdom Animalia, Phylum Chordata, Kingdom Phylum Class, uh, Mammalia, Kingdom Phylum Class, Order. Fuck, it's been a long time since Mammalogy. I'm going to skip Order, Family, Canis, uh, Latrans. I don't remember all of it, to be honest. So I think I'm missing Order and Kingdom Phylum Class, Order, Family, Genus, Species. It's Canis latrans, isn't that the uh, the latest Canis species for for coyote? It is. And I think I remember. Yeah, Canis genus is Canis, and the scientific name is Canis latrans. Okay. Um, and your order is Carnivora. Okay. Did I say that? No, you said that for family. Family's Canada. Canada. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. Okay. So I'm not doing very well right now. So coyote facts. Go for it. Uh, average lifespan of a coyote is ten to fifteen years. They're nocturnal. I got an orange in my mouth. Um, their favorite prey is rabbits. They're they're omnivores. How do you know they select rabbits? That's their highest source of protein. Protein. I'm pretty sure. All right. Well, you already mentioned this up, so that was way too easy. <laughs> John is really disappointed in you, okay? Getting um, text messages from him. Come on, nigger. So coyotes are actually one of the most flexible species in terms of 
good on Earth. That's why they're you know, one of the reasons why they can uh, have almost every uh, uh, ecosystem on Earth is there's they can switch. They'll, they'll, they'll get rabbits, and then they'll get you know baby deer, and then they'll eat berries and all those good things. And there was actually a really good study, and I think it's in the south, in Mississippi or Alabama, that shows that in the fall, when bow hunters start hunting deer, um, coyotes will start tracking the hunters because they give them the old Texas heart shot, i.e. they'll shoot them with a bow in the butt, thinking they got a big old buck. The deer runs off and dies, and the coyote has a free meal. So coyotes are among the most interesting and intelligent animals on earth and i oh sure i concur that that is a very cool animal to uh to have a favorite as there's another cool study in out of arizona too a few years ago it's like to think they're, they're so prolific that like to eliminate a subset of them from the population you would have to eliminate like 90 percent of the population 11 years in a row the numbers are are wishy-washy but they are evolutionary winners. Coyotes are amazing. And if you hate coyotes, that is a you problem, okay? Not yeah. anyone else. You need to appreciate the cooler animals in this life. And coyotes are way up there. Okay. Good job, Brandon. Thank you. It's tough having one of the world's best coyotes. I really <laughs> is. Very nerve wracking. Okay. All right, Price, you're up, bud. Okay. Uh, I believe I can. I've figured out how to share screens. Okay, if uh, not, just tell us. Yeah. Oh, we do it. The California condor. Yeah, this is so. This is my favorite animal because uh, they're sweet. <laughs> uh, I am totally stomped on the side. Is it geolipsies or something like that? I was I was super worried because. Uh, yeah, I was very worried and very glad. <laughs> so look up the Kingdom Follow Order Family Genus Species for us because I am not familiar with that at all. Uh, I need to know a little bit more about our vultures. So tell me things so, about go for it. So uh, their stomach acid is so acidic that they can dissolve bones. They poop on their legs to cool them. Uh, if they consume one... Uh, even one carcass that has lead in it, they uh, will die of lead poisoning. It's not treated. Their prey, their primary prey before humans were land or uh, sea mammals that were beached along the Pacific coast. Uh, they're, where they are currently is in uh, Western California and in the Grand Canyon. Their head is naked because they go butt first on their prey and it prevents infection. Uh, they are the uh, they have the largest wingspan of North American birds. The last condor was captured in the wild by a badass who sat in an underground uh, tomb baited with dead cattle and blood and reached up and barehanded that bad boy and started the captive uh, product, or the captive breeding program that has resulted in X number of individuals in the wild now. Which is badass. <laughs> it's totally badass. I've never been uh, that cool ever. <laughs> the... Uh, the lowest that the population got to is 22 individuals. Um, their wings are made for high altitude sorting, as demonstrated by this photo, where it is very broad wings with the primary spaced out to allow airflow in between the individual. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It appears to be eight to ten primaries. 
Uh, all of the all of the individuals are all marked with uh, wedding bands like that. Sometimes they are confused by non-situational people at Grand Canyon for small aircraft. Uh, they prim they primarily consume carrion. Oh, do we do we allow that? So that said, land mammal, RC mammals, consensus. I think we allow it. Okay. We, yeah. uh, we allow it. That's fair. Um, okay. Um, I got nothing. Congratulations, Price. You are able yeah. <laughs> Everyone look up information on California condors and look at various NGOs and what U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is doing to conserve those amazing creatures. Very good animal. Okay. Brandon is gone. There is a chair there. There he is. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Did you have to go get that water from the river, sir? Yeah. There's a well up back. I had to go up. Bring up the bucket. <laughs> okay, Olivia, you're up. Okay, let's see if I can share my screen. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, okay, very good. I can't see it. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me let me write this out so I can do the, the taxonomy. Okay. Got this. Yeah, I'm getting there. It's been a while, man. I took memology in 2003, I think. Hey, you didn't want to know how old I was. Uh, it's Felidae genus species. It's Puma concolor. Is that right? Okay, so I know you can't read this, but it's Animalia um, cordata, Mammalia uh, carnivora, Felidae uh, Puma concolor. Is that correct with the current taxonomic assessment of these guys? Does anyone know? I, I, I think so, but to be fair, I'm distracted halfway through it. It is. Animalia cordata, mammalia, cantricarnivora, filiforma, filidae, filanae, puma. P and concolor. I'm the best there is. Not really. That was a wild guess, anyway. Okay, go! Okay, so, <laughs> Olivia. Tell me one fact about murder mittens here. They are the largest cat that can purr. They can purr? Yeah. Wouldn't that be embarrassing? The last thing you hear before you die is a purr. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, uh, I don't know much about big cats, so I'm going to start. Uh, uh, they have their average litter size is three kittens. Um, one in six cubs live to adulthood. The average lifespan is uh, eight years in the wild. It's 12 years. Oh, oh you win. Congratulations.
So the way to get me here is to pick a mammal and or a reptile because I know that. I'm, su I'm surprised no one's picked uh, Hertz just to, to end it, you know? Oh, yeah, we just brought him over. Just, just there. I do know that this lovely little cat right here, look at those murder mittens. Can you imagine that thing eviscerating you and laughing at your existence as it devours your intestines first or your liver? I think the liver is the tastiest part of it. It's a lot of iron in it, I guess. I guess so. Okay. Um, okay. So I am not doing well. Megan, what's the score? Blake 1000, students nothing? <laughs> in your dreams. Okay. Abraham, do you have a favorite animal? Yeah, I put one. Let's do it. Let's see, let me share. In the bottom row, there's a, a green thing that says share screen. Share yeah. screen. Oh, okay, cool. Students love English nine. Oh, I'm gonna catch up. Ah, come on. Oh. <laughs> yeah. We need Cloud Man. <laughs> That's a chunky boy. That's my scientific. That, that's like optimally forages. Uh, alligator? Is it, is it an American or is that a saltwater alligator? Hell, I don't know. It's a saltwater crocodile. Okay, so that's not a North American species, so it is disqualified from the competition because I'm an expert in North American species. Okay, um, uh, that part, this part, is the tastiest part. That, that's all I know. Are you pointing at the tail or the, at the leg? The tail. You always get the tail. I did spend a little bit of time. So, Abraham, tell us some saltwater crocodile facts. Do you have any on hand? Uh, Lolong was the largest crocodile in captivity. Do you know how long that individual was? Uh, 6.17 years. That's like 37 Grishams. I don't know what it is in freedom units. What's the... Freedom units? <laughs> yeah. Speak numbers to me. Do I look like a scientist? Yeah. Uh, um, I don't know anything about saltwater crocs other than, like, some in Australia can get 22, 23 feet, right? Um, sure. I don't know. Uh, they, have the, they have the strongest bite in, like, any animal. Does anyone in the chat know some interesting alligator facts? Some They could bark. As in woof woof, or they have their own growl. When I lived in South Louisiana, we used to have American alligators live right outside our field house, and they would bellow all night, and it was the most eerie thing. They don't chew. Oh, yeah, they just do the death roll, and they swallow, right? Yep. That's how I'm going to forward from here on out. I'm just going to grab stuff, roll, and swallow it. That's how I'm going to establish dominance next year at the TWS meeting. Chambered heart. They have a four-chambered heart? Most reptiles have a four-chambered heart, correct? Um, sure. <laughs> oh, uh, most reptiles don't are not susceptible to infectious diseases. Which would be nice to be a crocodile right now. I can actually go outside and have contact with all my friends and family. They can swim as fast as the 
can swim really fast. So Ian, our resident reptile person, says the jaw pressure is strong enough. One hand, you oh yeah. So if they're biting down and you're you within that, you're doing. But if you reach down and grab their snout, you can hold it close, right? Okay. So Ian's dropping all kinds of facts here. Uh, so yeah, uh, with climate change, reptiles and amphibians are going to be kind of climate change losers because. Their, uh, their sex ratio of their offspring is determined at which the eggs are incubated at. If you have a warmer earth, then it's going to be skewed to one sex or the other, which is actually a secondary primary population parameter, or secondary population parameter compared to a primary. But it's still, if you have more males to females, depending on the, uh, the mating system, you could have some serious impacts there. Oh, so there, Rachel chimes in. She knows all kinds of cool facts. Okay, so Abraham, thank you for that amazing animal. Uh, Micah, let's do you real quick. Okay, you're going to love this one. Okay. It's going to be great. Let's do it. Please be a pheasant. What is that? It's a pig. Your favorite animal is a Minecraft pig? <laughs> no, I think my daughter, they didn't mention me. My favorite animal is actually, I can't figure out how to get rid of this. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, my favorite animal is actually a redhead duck. Okay, so you like redheads? Yes, they're pretty cool. Here's a picture. <laughs> Okay, so kingdom phylum class order family genus species. Oh my god, I should know this. Birds have standardized common names, so which is good for us who uh, I, I have it pulled up, so okay. you're on the you're on the clock. Alright. Anatoformes. Anatoformes. It's in Playa because there are swimmers. I don't know their species. Uh, class Aves, Phylum Chordata, Kingdom Animalia. So Kingdom Animalia, Phylum Chordata, Class Aves, Order Anatoformes, Family Anatidae, a Genus Anthia. I don't know the species. Americana. Americana. Right. There you go. But it's a redhead. Okay, so. Redhead facts, let's go. All right, they have one feet, which means they can swim pretty good and they can dive pretty good too. I'm gonna to add to that, their bodies are fusiform, which means that they're bullet shaped to enhance their ability to dive. And this cursor is right on my face. So they're technically classified as a diving duck. So unlike uh, most uh, the puddle ducks, they're like they're located towards the back of their body so that they're able to dive as well. Yep, that's what fusiform means. The body shapes like a bullet head shaped back. Wow. Oh, I did not throw another fact. That's a wood. They're pretty cool. What'd you say? They're pretty cool. Not a fact. That's all you know. They're nest parasites. No, I know a lot more than that. They're nest parasites. Oh, just letting you come in. They're nest parasites. Yes, they are. Okay. What else? Um. So generally, though, I think the lake clutches around like um ten to seven to ten, something like that. Yes. Uh, they have eclipse molts. That's true. Um, you can hunt redhead. The, uh, I want to get myself into trouble saying this. The limit in Texas is two per day per hunter. I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm not hundred percent sure. Uh, they are present in the Central Flyway, which is Texas, and I've known quite a few people who have saw them. The uh, the majority of redheads in Texas spend their winters on the Texas coast. Uh, when they're flying over down to Texas, they are, are present in the prairie pothole region. Well, that's where the majority of them 
more stuff said in the six breed. So you're not it wrong. Is, but it is a fact. It is a fact. It is a fact. Um, they have a gland, uropigial gland on the back of their butts that helps. That's every bird, though. I'm it's calling you out. Fact, it helps them waterproof their feathers because they swim in water. Yeah, this is true. Um, so now often other different species of ducks, though, they look very remarkably similar to camelbacks who they conveniently hang out with. Uh, when they uh, get down to Texas and after their eclipse molt, they focus on protein to replace most of their feathers that are lost in the eclipse molt. So the body shape of the red-headed is very similar to that of a luscious scalp with uh, just kind of the nice classic duck face and that kind of thing. Are we going to allow that? I said body size earlier. Use a form. Megan, you're ruling in on this one. No. We'll let Megan chime in. She's the boss lady in charge here. I'm trying to say instead of a cannon's back with the nose straight down, the bill straight down, I'm trying to say it curves out. Okay, that, that like a luscious scalp. You're correct. Okay, because that's one <laughs> way you distinguish cavity specs from redhead is the shape of the bill. Okay, so I'm making a lot. All right, you're good. Okay. Um, they are most abundant in the eastern flyway compared to the central flyway, Mississippi flyway. Um. Oh no. I mean, I did get the Americana on it. I think the closest related one that could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the closest related uh, species of duck to redhead is lesser scalp. Uh, I don't know. Uh, their chicks are pretty close. Though. They can swim. <laughs> 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 Who can swim? The ducks. Uh, Overwinter survival rate for most waterfowl, including redheads in the United States, is not a good predictor of long-term population persistence. So uh, on the waterfowl census that they take every year, redheads are some of the least populous, but their population numbers have remained steady over the past several years. They're not like declining like northern pintails are. They are known to parasitize gold nest, not just other duck nest. Um, I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Um, let's see. Redhead not only enjoy eating protein and vertebrates, but they will eat some seeds of different underwater plants and stuff like smart weeds. Okay. I gave up. Good job. That was a good one. Congratulations. Very good, students. Very good. Okay. Uh, the stream has run a little wrong, um, so I'm going to give the students the win there. Um, before we go, uh, before we uh, bore everyone to death, we did have um, this little uh, game uh, planned for called Chunk or Not Chunk, but I'm going to save that for next uh, week or when Dr. Tomacek is here because he is also a fan of uh the chunk scale and uh to go into detail we're going to talk about optimal foraging theory in a bit and how animals optimize energy intake uh, in lieu of caloric expenditure 
Um, but we'll save this for next time. Just know that fat animals in the wild don't typically exist. Um, and the reason we're talking about that is because we're all in quarantine, optimal foraging um, um, mode right now. So that's a friendly reminder to all of our viewers to please try on your blue jeans and dress pants because your sweatpants are going to lie on you, okay? So uh, Megan has the official count, students 24 facts. Correct, Blake 21. So I concede congratulations to the students for one-upping me this time. Um, the next coming weeks, we have a few special guests on the stream. Uh, on 17 April, Clint Perkins will join us to talk about endangered skunks and skunk ecology, which I'm super psyched about. I'm on his committee and uh, mammologists tend to speak in this uh, native language called Latin, which I don't understand. So, um, uh, and he studies some some skunks in the Katy Prairie. I don't know specifically, it might be a hognose snake. I'm not sure because once again, they only speak Latin, but it'll be fun to have him on here and talk about skunks and skunk ecology. On 24 April, uh, Dr. John Tomachek will be here um, and he'll talk about mesoconivore ecology. And I went ahead and included insights from him as the current president of uh, the Texas Chapter of Law Society. He may or may not speak uh, as behalf of the president, but that's uh, that's for him to decide as El Jefe. Uh, on uh, 1st of May, Tiffany Lane with U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service will come and talk to us about life as inventory monitoring biologist. And one thing that I really liked uh, that we're going to continue to do is our officers are going to join us for the stream because this one was much more fun than me rambling for an hour about myself. So with that, uh, thank everyone for tuning in today. I'm going to put it back up on the officers here. I'm going to allow them to say anything they'd like to say before we part ways for the evening. Ladies and gentlemen, do you have anything else? So kind of speaking on behalf of my officer team, I guess, and you guys are welcome to speak as well. Just, we're wrapping up this year. We're all stepping down at the end of April and everything. I really want to thank everyone who supported us throughout this year. I really want to thank my my previous officer team, Olivia, Price, Brandon, Abraham, and Ryan have done an amazing job working. And I mean, the members have been amazing as well. I'm really kind of honored that I got to lead you guys. I'm disappointed we didn't get to finish out meeting and whatnot, but that's okay. That's the coronavirus for everyone. So um, hope that y'all okay and doing well in quarantine. And we'll officially uh, have everything transitioned by April 29th. Then at that point, you'll have your new officer team uh, ready to lead y'all with a new bunch of fresh faces. So it'll be fun all around. So thank you, everyone. This position meant a lot to me. I'm sure the officer can say that as well. So Very good. Anyone else? Um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. You want to go, Brand? No, you're good, Olivia. She's all locked up. Again. Go for it. Okay. Olivia, speak next. I know. Okay. So I I had a really fun time being your vice president this year. Um, I mean, it was. It kind of sucks that we didn't get to the end of the year. Um, but I think that we had a really good year. The rest of the year, so that really made this, my lab, my senior year, really great um, working with y'all. I am, I have one last thing, because um, Brandon is going to be the vice president next year. Um, he's going to need help with game dinner committee. So expect an email from me this week um, asking for game. 
dinner committee members um, just expect it to take time to help with it. And I know that sounds kind of harsh, but it's just, it's a lot of work and Brandon's going to need y'all's help. So be thinking about that. Um, it's a really fun thing to put on. Um, and it's a great thing to put on your resume also as like I planned this whole, or I helped plan this event. So um, just be looking for that, but I love serving for y'all. Very good. Thank you, Olivia, for everything you've done. The game dinner is very hard to do. Uh, Brandon, you're up, bud. Uh, so being the lucky duck and get to be an officer again next year, this coming year, um, I'm going to take everything I've learned this year by working with this amazing team um, and put that into practice next year as well. Um, if I can live up to what we did this year, I'll be super happy um, at the end of next year, um, knowing that we did everything we can. Um, I'm excited to see this club grow even more than what we have this year. Um, and, and it should be a great future year with all our next uh, officers that we have coming up. I agree. Price Abraham, do you guys have anything to add? Uh, I'm not going to make us go on too much terribly longer, but thank you everyone for the opportunities and it's getting to meet all the people that I have. It's really uh, very fortunate. Well, I'm just going to say like, good luck to like, all the new officers. And pretty sure it's going to be awesome next year. Yep. Good luck to next year's officers. Um, this is the most normal I felt since I got back from uh, Oregon, to be honest. Uh, and, yeah, same. Uh, and, um, I really appreciate you guys tuning in. and I kind of try to ignore it, but you know, this was a re general reminder that I miss you guys. Uh, and I miss my students and my colleagues a whole lot. And I don't like ending the semester this way, especially for the seniors. But one thing you guys need to keep in mind is that we're a family. And we do not part ways. No one's ever truly gone. So it sucks right now. It's a world, weird world. But I'm going to end with we are all in this together. And we'll see each other soon. That said, we'll invite you guys back next week for another stream. This has been uh, very successful. Thank you guys for tuning in. Not you, Derek. You suck. Everyone else, love you. Be careful. Be safe. And you guys have a good